0: communication social media promotion and business leadership let's do it this is the author to authority podcast and now your host the extraordinary word ninja kim thompson pinder
1: welcome to the author to authority podcast and today i have the honor and privilege of bringing tyler Foley back now tyler i believe was way back in season two so it's been quite a long time you know tyler is a fellow canadian and uh, he's been acting in film and television since he was six years old with appearances in freddie versus jason door-to-door carry and the musical ragtime he's also the author of the number one best-selling book the power to speak naked tyler can help you confidently take the stage and tell your story so tyler welcome to the show
2: oh kim it's a joy and a pleasure to be back and and in a new location and chatting with you further across the country now
1: That is so true. I'm excited for today's conversation because you're going to be talking about tips that every speaker needs to know. And I I think this is so important when you're trying to position yourself as that go-to person in your niche. One of the ways that you can do it is to speak, whether you speak on podcasts, whether you speak on lives, whether you speak on, you know, live stages, workshops, wherever you're going to speak, You know, it's got to be good and it's got to be powerful. So I'm so excited for today's conversation. Well,
2: and I'm looking forward to it, too, especially because, as you pointed out, anybody who has put their work out there, whether that's fiction or nonfiction, has that opportunity to gain way more exposure if they're willing to get on platforms. And we're, we're public speaking on all of the ones that you'd mentioned. So making sure that you've honed in and made that story interesting is critical because then people want to listen and then they want to know more. And that usually starts with getting your book.
1: So speaking of stories, why don't you give us a quick update about what's been going on in your life over the last few years?
2: Well, so much. So with the release of The Power to Speak Naked, and more specifically, the re-release of it once it got picked up, because I had originally self-published the book, and then it got picked up by Morgan James, my, my current publisher. They had asked for me to uh, look at doing a revised edition. So we're in the process of putting together and releasing an updated version of the book very tongue-in-cheek the power to speak naked bigger longer and uncut which uh, (laughs) makes me giggle every time especially because my publisher specializes in (laughs) religious works yeah that one snuck by and i was i it still brings me great pride and in between i was actually asked by mike capuzzi who is a podcaster and podcast guest uh, has a, a wonderful show himself and is a member of the Podmatch community, which you and I are members of. He had reached out to me and uh, Alex Sanfilippo, who is the co-founder of Podmatch, and asked if we'd be interested in putting together a compilation book. And mm. so we launched that last fall and podcast Guest Mastery hit number one on Amazon as well. So now I am a two-time <laughs> number one best-selling author with that. And then we've got a, a really good promo going to really kind of push the current book, the power Mm -hmm. to speak naked as uh, to really get, uh, some buzz around the release of the uh, second edition of it so that's that's been going good i had a whole bunch of events that were planned for this year that were coming up unfortunately as you and i were discussing offline i've had a, a bit of a tragedy with that the promoter that i was working very closely with passed away at the end of the year uh, just before new year's and so those events unfortunately got canceled so now it's becoming a uh, trick of trying to figure out what the new strategy looks like and then on top of that, you know, grieving the loss of a friend. So it's been a very interesting last couple of of years.
1: Well, first of all, Tyler, we are so sorry for your loss. We I know what it's like to lose somebody and sometimes it's not just the loss either because you're not only dealing with the loss of a friend but now your business what you your plans for the whole year have just changed And in a way you've got to now restructure yourself and and figure out where you're going so you know i'm so sorry that's just really really hard
2: now yeah, well, i appreciate it and you're right you know i'm i'm grieving on about five different levels and it's it's yeah. been it's been weird and and, and it's weird too because it comes in waves so like Like, you know, you think you get over a thing and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, little things to like, you know, find seeing text messages when you're scrolling Mm -hmm. through looking for other stuff and you're like, that stings.
1: I remember when my dad died. One of the things I missed the most was my dad wasn't very demonstrative physically. Like if I hugged him, he would hug me back. If I kissed him, he could, you know, that kind of thing. But every time he walked by you, he would just put his hand on your shoulder, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize—I didn't even realize he did it until he was gone and he wasn't doing it anymore. It just, you know, all of a sudden I was like, I miss that so much. Yeah. Just and it's just the little things. So yeah, and it does come in waves. I wanted to let you. You know though, I was just at Podfest. Oh, it was awesome. Listeners. If you are interested in podcasting, if you want to, you know, learn how to do podcasting properly, if you want to become a part of an amazing podcasting community, you need to check out PodFest. So they just finished their live event. They're doing their global virtual event in March. So I think if you just check out PodFestExpo.com, all the information will be there. It was amazing, Tyler. I had never been. And, you know, when you go to conferences, by yourself sometimes it's a bit weird because you don't know anybody and I really didn't know anybody I'm just completely new to the Podfest community and you know I've gone to the conferences where you walk up to a table and people look at you like you have two heads like you know how dare you interrupt their conversation type thing and you walk away and you sit by yourself everyone there was so welcoming the yeah. only time I was alone was when I wanted to be
2: yeah it is one of the things that I love the most about this medium you know mm-hmm. the fact that, that you can make friends so quickly I think there's uh, an inherent kind of chemistry between people who Mm -hmm. are willing to be hosts and and guests are are naturally going to want to be connectors Mm -hmm. as well. And so you have this community of of people who are growth minded, who want to be together, who want to see each other succeed. Uh, It's a really unique medium. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, I've developed an entire course over the last 18 months for people to learn how to do this on the guesting side because there's a whole bunch of things like i guarantee you you noticed that too at podfest there was a lot of support for hosts Yes. you know this is how you get your platform out there this is how you get your show this is how you get ranking on things etc 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 but there's not a lot of uh, tools and resources for guests people who want to find those shows now there's a lot of of matching services you know where we can find you the shows but what do you do with that how do you really take advantage of it how do you show up and be a powerful guest how do you tell the stories so that people want to listen so that you have hosts who are like hey tyler do you want to come back for a second episode you know (laughs) like how do you how do you achieve that and having been on over 350 podcasts in the last Mm -hmm. year i think i kind of have an idea so yeah. that's that really was the the push for the course for the and wanting yeah. to be part of the guest mastery book that Alex put mm-hmm. together. I was so humbled. To oh, I got, got to
1: meet Alex in person. People. Isn't he awesome? Him and Alicia, his wife, Alicia, amazing. I got to spend tons of time with them at PodFest. Just, you know, one of the, and you are right. And maybe that's something that you know, maybe we can suggest to them is maybe have some more workshops for guests and bring in more people. But just like Alicia and Alex are just so genuine. And I think it's one of the reasons why I love Podmatch. Now, listeners, if you've heard me talk a little bit about this, but I'm going to tell you again, you know, if you're looking to guest on podcasts, Podmatch is one of the best. And I've tried a few, but it's the best so far that I have found in terms of matching guests and hosts and quality podcasts. Not yes. just not just junky ones. You know what I mean? Well,
2: and and a supportive community that goes with it. It's the thing that yes. all the rest of those matching services don't have is the community that follows along. So I echo with yeah. Kim. I mean, I've been professional member on it since April of 2021. You know, friends with Alex now, and finding those uh, opportunities. I've been on five other of the matching services of what would technically be his competition but there's no competition no. The pod matches hands down the best it's the only one that i would endorse it's the only one that i use and uh yeah so I, I echo your endorsement and if anybody is curious go check out kim's uh affiliate link because i know she puts it in a lot of her communication and she's not doing it to make the money she's doing it because i promise you it is the best tool uh, yeah. An opportunity for you to get your message out there.
1: And, you know, that's going to go so well with what you're going to talk about today. And if you decide to join Podmatch, first of all, listen to this episode carefully. If you want a guest on other podcasts, there are tips, there are tricks, there are ways that you present yourself that make you attractive. You know, when I go on Podmatch and I'm looking for guests and I read through their bios and I read through their things, there's some people it's just like, they're their information needs a little bit of work. And then there's other people, you read it, you go, yeah, yep, this person knows what they're doing. So if you wanna get some podcasts, it's it's like anything else. It's a skill you need to learn. And you know, I did, I don't know, a month or two ago. So if you're listening to this in April, it was probably January. But if you go back in my LinkedIn articles, you'll find one, how to write your business story. And that's a key one because in my opinion, anyway, because the ability to tell stories is how you get people to relate to you. So I share how do you create that business story, which is different than your personal story?
2: Mm-hmm. Well and again it, as you had mentioned there's a distinction between your personal story, your business story although oftentimes they're interlinked and interrelated understanding when and where to pull out the stories And I know I talked about it the last time I was on but it weren't repeating. Uh, Les Brown says it better than I do. you never tell a story without a point and you never make a point without a story so you have to ask yourself what is the yeah. point that I'm trying to convey And then, what is the appropriate story to tell that? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, and and I can tell you this right now, having helped people with their Podmatch bios, uh, in fact, hundreds of Podmatch guests now have better profiles <laughs> because they've worked with me and my business partner, Michael.
1: Can I say thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Yep. You've made my job easier.
2: Well, and it's funny too, because I've actually had hosts reach out to me and have asked, did you, are you working with, you know, Andrea or are you working with Heather? And I'm like, yes, yes, I, I am. And they're like, we kind of had a feeling because they showed up prepared. They just, you know, which is always warming to me that I now have a signature. <laughs> When people can see it, they're like, this person had stories, they were funny, they were engaging, but I, you know, their, their profile drew me in. Well, that's good. And what we've done is a lot of people, especially pod matches formatted very smart
1: Mm -hmm. because
2: Alex and Alicia are smart business people. And so it's laid out exactly how you would, uh, lay out your speaker. And so it's very clear, but what a lot of people forget is that you're trying to sell you, but it's not. It's not about you. It's about what you're going to deliver yeah. for somebody else's audience. So it's not even about the host that you're trying to get yeah. on. What are you going to provide to their audience that will be a value to their audience that makes them want to bring you on? So Okay, Tyler, I...
1: I'm gonna stop you there for one second. Okay. Please do. Listeners, what he just told you was golden. Even your bio in a business sense, your bio, whether it be, you know, for your podcast, whether it be on your website, your bio is never about you. Your bio is about the person reading it. So Tyler, just say that again, because if they could catch that one thing, I think that's going to make a humongous difference.
2: Yeah. So when you are putting together your bio, when you're putting together your about me, when you're putting together all of those things, it's not about you. It's about who you are trying to serve and that audience. So particularly when you're putting together something like a one sheet or an intro on some of these services you want to make sure that you have a very clear idea of how you're serving that audience, what you're going to provide to them for mm-hmm. their audience. Even write down, like you said, the bio, it is a biography. So what did you do? But how does that bio directly relate to how you're going to serve the audience? You know, and and you and I had a perfect example of that today because, you know, there is the bio that I have on the page that gives some context, but then there's like the short bio that we can use as an introduction. And that's, by the way, one of the biggest mistakes that separates Mm -hmm. the amateurs from the professionals is they try to use both hosts and guests, bios as introductions, and bios are not introductions. Introductions pull from the bio, but they are not your introduction. And if you don't have the ability to, to first of all know that, and be able to correct it like you and i had a great conversation you're like i'm gonna pull the bio and i was like oh which one so i had to make sure because it <laughs> is the bio that i sent you or is it the bio that we're pulling from pod and you're like this one i'm like oh well we're gonna do this and then you're like oh well that's a little wordy i'm like well i have this other thing right <laughs> so you and i were able to do that because we're both professionals
1: yeah because you know well i would have just i would have just scaled down your bio anyway because that's what i do <laughs> i scan the bio for the information i want and i make an introduction out of it <laughs>
2: Exactly. And that's really what you know the the intro is to give somebody a hook, a reason to continue to listen. And this is one of the mm-hmm. reasons why like I'm just going to redo my bio really quick cuz it wasn't my bio, it was my introduction, right? Cuz we mm-hmm. scaled down the bio. Sean Tyler Foley has been acting in film and television since he was 6. So all of a sudden you're like, "Ooh, child actor" without having to say child actor. Yes. It perks people up and it, it it is what differentiates me from other public speakers, right? A lot of public speakers have, you know, business acumen or they were authors first or they had you know political leaders or whatever for me my hook is i was acting at a very young age then we throw in the the credibility with Mm -hmm. appearances in freddie versus jason door-to-door carry in the musical ragtime so now you know i've done film television and stage and names people know, right? Like I could yeah. put on some of the other ones, but people are like, I've never heard of that. Well, that's fine. <laughs> my role was small. And so because, was- we're <laughs> because we're Canadian? You guys are Canadian too, yeah. I could throw in Da Vinci's Inquest and only you would get it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, I love that show. And I'm like, me too. And then you're like, were you on Littlest Hobo? And I'm like, no, it's no. my time. <laughs> but I wish I was, um, right? So now we're setting up the the authority part of it. And then what am I doing now? author of the number one bestselling book, The Power to Speak Naked. And I can help you confidently take the stage and tell your story. So now there's a reason for the listeners to listen afterwards.
1: You know what, Tyler? I, I so agree. I so agree. And I think, too, you didn't start your introduction with a whole bunch of titles. Now, I think there's the rare time that titles are important. When I'm introducing my friend and client, Ram Nair. I introduce him as Olympic coach because yeah. nobody knows his name, but they rec- they would recognize his title. But you know, I think you're you're correct in saying that it's about the other person. So put something. You know, when I talk about mine, one of the things I say was, you know, she was told at seven years old that she shouldn't write mm-hmm. and she wasn't a good writer. So, you know, one of the stories I tell, it's called The Power of Words, is how I went from being told at seven years old that I shouldn't write to owning a publishing company.
2: And a successful one, too. Like, you know, you get to brag, like, these are the people who I've helped share their stories. And that's that, you know, that and that's, again, that service piece.
1: Yes, Okay,
2: so your
1: title said you had five insider tips.
2: Yes, 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 I did. The first one we've already covered, right? Mm-hmm. You need to make it about your audience, not about you. And by the way, that is a very powerful technique that you can use not only to entice people into wanting to hear what you have to say, but it's also a really effective way to get over stage fright. When people yes. usually, when you are experiencing stage fright, it's because of an internal dialogue you're having with yourself, which is very ego driven. What if I forget yeah. what I'm saying, don't do this, or what if they don't like it? Basically, me, what, what if I fail? Know, What if I fail? Right. All of those things. And it's very ego driven. It's very intrinsic and internalized. If you push it out and you focus on your audience, what can I do for them? How can I serve them? How can I leave them better than I found them? Those types of ideas are what, as soon as you're focusing on the audience, you can't focus on you. If you can't focus on you, you can't feel that you're frightened, yeah. you know, and it becomes this very rapid way of eliminating that stage fright is mm-hmm. focusing on your audience. And if you set yourself up for success by doing that upfront, how yeah. can I serve this audience, you know, before I even get the gig, then, then there's no pressure on you. You don't have to worry about it because now you know what the expectation is coming in. We're going to give, five insider tips on how to be better public speaker. So that is the that is usually the first one that I give is you know make it about your audience not about you. The next one in that vein is when you're telling your powerful stories, you are not the hero of your story. And that is the other big mistake yeah. that I see people make. They're trying to tell the story and and it's great. Please 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 use Joseph Campbell's hero's journey model to tell your story. I think that is a a wonderful model. It is the most engaging model. Do it. But when you are retelling the tale, you're not the hero. Your audience is the hero. Exactly. If you look at that Joseph Campbell model, you have the hero who is in a state of unaware. They don't know what they don't know until there is a point of crisis that sends them into turmoil, makes them for they have to cross a threshold where they meet their uh, sage or mentor and that person guides them through a series of trials and tribulations until they can overcome their final nemesis and then begin their journey home in that model you're not the hero because it's boring to hear people be like i slayed this dragon i did this right no 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 you are the sage or mentor. Quit trying to be Luke Skywalker, start being Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that will make your stories that much more interesting.
1: Better yet, even Yoda.
2: Or Yoda! Yes! You know, and if you don't, if Star Wars is the reference that you don't like, then we'll go to, you know, stop being Harry Potter and be Dumbledore. Because it's the same story, you know? Uh, (laughs) A boy, living with his aunt and uncle, finds out that he is a powerful Jedi wizard. (laughs) Where he meets... An old man who used to work (laughs) with his mom and dad trains him in the ways of the Jedi wizardry. Yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. But I mean, it's funny when you look at, you know, when you look at your favorite movies, they all follow that type of pattern. And yet we get sucked in every single time. And I know it. I'm a writer. I know the hero's journey. And yet I'm watching these movies and I'm going, ah, there's just something so good about them. (laughs)
2: it's so prevalent that it's been that effective stories have been told for millennia to the point where joseph campbell was able to look at it and go back to you know plato and go this is you know, from starting here and on Homer's Odyssey, like from of all of the great Greek mythology up into modern tales, you know, it was a thing that then not only could it be printed in this manual that Joseph Campbell could say, hey, I, I think this is the pattern. But George Lucas can turn around and be like, I think there's something to that. These are my influences, but I'll tell this tale this way. So it is a very effective model. But. Mm-hmm people need to learn how to apply it correctly. So if you're trying to make your story engaging for somebody else, you want people to think that they could be Luke Skywalker. So you can't be Luke Skywalker. You have to be the Jedi Knight. You have to be Yoda or you have to be Obi-Wan and you have to show them the ways of the force. This is how you can defeat Darth Vader. If you want to kill your father. (laughs) Yeah.
1: so true so true so i know you've got a few more but we're kind of running out of time and i do want to talk a little bit about your book so maybe we'll have you back on again to do the other three major insider tips but i think you know we've already given a lot of gold today that and a lot of meat to chew on and think about but i want to talk about your book Mm -hmm. um there's first of all just tell us a little bit more about the book uh, and then I'm going to ask you the question I ask every author who comes on the show.
2: So the power to speak naked uh, really came about from my training programs and working with executives and CEOs, showing them how to be better communicators within their organization. It actually started as a safety talk uh, mm-hmm. way, way, way back uh, because my you know background is a safety consultant. And a lot of people would ask, why are your training programs? I've been to the same thing, like, you know, whether it's fall protection or elevated work platform or the principles of health and safety management, I've taken these courses before because a lot of them expire and people have to redo them over and over and over again. And they're like, I've probably taken this course four times. Yours is the only one that kept me awake, you know? (laughs) And like, What's your secret sauce? And I would be like, well, this is how you do it. You know, you, you want to engage with people. You mm-hmm. want to make it more about them and less about you. It, it's easier on you if you do that. You know, have them talk more than you. And they're like, oh, yeah, we did. Cause that's that was the first thing that I would yeah. point out to people when they'd come to some of my training sessions. They'd be, I'd be like, how much did I talk? And they'd have to think about it. And if they had to think about it, it means that I wasn't doing it very much.
1: You weren't, and, you weren't Ferris Bueller's teacher. I wasn't Ferris Bueller's teacher.
2: Anyone, <laughs> anyone. anyone bueller and so that really um was the first that's another tip for people is be the you know if you've been given 45 minutes to speak you should only be speaking for about 30 maybe 25 right and your audience can be the one providing a lot of that content and guidance of of what it is that you're going to discuss that became kind of that i started training this new safety program called at the time, basic instructional technique, where I was showing people how to be effective public speakers. And then as I started to gain more and more private clients, it started becoming more obvious that this was a thing that people were struggling with and needed help with. And so then it became a larger training program where we invited more people where I could work one on many instead of one on one. And then my agent have pointed Mm -hmm. out if i wanted to get onto the big stages that i needed to have a book and i was never going to get the big stages without a book and so (laughs) i very lazily uh, transcribed all of my training videos to make the book and (laughs) compiled it that way and then that's how the power to speak naked
1: came to be that is awesome okay so you probably did a slightly bit different process but i'm still going to ask you the same question Mm -hmm. what was the good the bad and the ugly about writing and publishing that book
2: The good was getting it done. A, that was the easy process, mostly because I spoke my book. So that made it easy as a speaker. It was an easy thing to do, especially because I had already had all of the material done, right? So it was just a matter of going through video, pulling the audio, transcribing the audio and and making it coherent. The making it coherent was a little bit difficult. It was probably the ugly, right? There was the good, the bad and the ugly. Making it coherent was probably the ugly, trying to (laughs) Uh, and especially for me because again it's my voice there's right. no right there's no changing who said those words I said them so to be able to read how I sound was a little painful for me seeing what my filler words were staring me in the face <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and there's no going back when you transcribe something and you see all of the filler words. When I've done stuff like that and I look at it and I'm going, okay, I was tired that day.
2: But it was great, it was highly educational for me. So that was really good. And, but that was, that was probably the hard part from, from an ego standpoint of being like, am I, do I really sound that dumb? Because in my head, there it was dumb on words. But interestingly, it's what people appreciate the most about the book. The number of people who have read the book who come back to me and say, it's like, I feel like I'm in the room with you, you know, and there's no surprise too. people who have been introduced to me through the book and have never met me when they do meet me, they go, I feel like I know you. And that's, that's really cool, really powerful. So that was the good side of it. And then the ugly, honestly, the first when it was self-published trying to do the marketing that sucked. I hated it. And again, it was really humbling. And mostly because at the, when I had first done it, it was, I didn't care about, you know, how many units sold or if it was a number one or any of that stuff, it wasn't on the radar because again, I was doing it because my agent told me I needed to, so that we just had a product that we could sell at the back of the room. But then the, the beast of the publishing engine took over Mm -hmm. and then it started to become a thing that, Oh yeah. Well, you know, I do need to have this marketing arm and I hadn't considered it. Yes. And so it was really disjointed. And so I didn't have a really good launch the first time. I didn't have a really good team behind it the first time. There was no reason for the book to come out other than my agent told me to, which was a really, you know, that was a, a, a bad reason to publish. Good intent, bad reason. And so that was probably the the bad I, side
1: I say it was a bad reason i mean if if you're writing a book to get on big stages where you're going to be in front of hundreds and you know of people at a time that's not necessarily a bad reason to write the book no it's a great
2: reason but you need to know what the backside of that reason is because that's literally all i did was i wrote it because my agent told me to with the intent that i would get on the big stages yeah forgetting that it's not book equals stage that you still need to have some credential behind it yeah. And that's that's really where I I think I stumbled and failed.
1: The, the book time. is just one of those things on the checklist that they're looking for. But exactly. it's only one of the things on the checklist. Exactly. And yeah, I had I all the
2: rest of the checklist, right? So I I had mm-hmm. The headshots and the one sheet i had the book i had the courses that supported i had a product that could sell from stage i had the ability to either make it a sell from stage or just an informational only yeah. i could do the keynote i had all the things that were there that were necessary the drawback again with the actual publishing of the book mm-hmm. it was a means to an end and i I was looking at the end and forgetting that there were a couple of pit stops along the way that we might've have, might have needed to pull over for gas and get some snacks before we got to Halifax.
1: <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I teach, because, you know, most of the people listening to this podcast, if they do get their book done, they're not going to have the money for big marketing teams in that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, when you can, you do market, but there's a lot of ways you can use a book without ever Getting into the marketing side. And that's one of the things I teach, you know, is how do you use that book, right? It becomes a tool. But I agree with you, there comes a point when you really need to do marketing on your book. And it's not really something you can do yourself. You know, like yeah. I, as, as RTI Publishing, we don't do the marketing side. Right. But I appreciate and I understand and I know that the marketing side is important. But the reason we don't do it is because I don't know how yet, you know, like I'm not going to say I'm not going to take somebody's money and go, oh, I'm going to market your book for you. And, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing. No, that's unethical. Yeah. But
2: that's one of the reasons why I put together the podcast mastery, because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had to learn it on my own. Yeah. And when I did get picked up by my publisher, all of a sudden I knew the mistakes that I had made the first time that I wasn't good. You know, if you haven't learned from them, that's the only time you failed. So exactly. I was like, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to learn from this and I want to do it. And the quick way, you know, I, and I had looked at, you know, what, it, cause I, as a former actor, I had a, a PR agent. So I knew, yes. you know, I knew somebody who could do press releases for me. I knew I could get some of those uh, larger bits but i was it was also going to cost a lot of money and i'm like i don't want to sink $15,000 over the next 3 months into my pr agent i'm not in a film anymore i don't as much as i would love to do the the early morning breakfast shows that would be great but it's not i want something that i can do myself very low cost that can build up the momentum to then justify that kind of investment In real PR for the book and that's when I stumbled on on the podcast and then to be the number one ranked guest over the last two years on pod match and sustain a top 10 ranking on it for 19 of the last 20 months. I am the authority in PodMatch yes. on guesting. Alex and Jesse, Jesse, who is the, the guy who runs all the tech for mm-hmm. PodMatch, reach out to me at least once a month. Hey, Tyler, we're having this issue. Or I'm also the one who's reporting the bug fixes because I'm the one who uses the platform the most. I'm like the heaviest user. So they'll reach out to me and be like, thanks for noticing that. We didn't even notice that in the code. I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is broken right now. they will you know they will fix it so i am the authority now in this space Mm -hmm. and i realize that there's there's this gap there's a lot of stuff for the hosts this is how you get your show out there this is how you get it this is how you monetize it but there's not a lot for the guests and particularly for me authors are the ones who can use this platform the most yeah right? Because it's such an easy way for you to tell your story. And because there's so many podcasts that you can niche down where you can be like, Oh, this is this thing for me. Like I can actually speak on this one subject yeah. and you can put that in and search and find, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of podcasts that can support that message. It just becomes this natural fit. And so to show people how to really effectively do that, that's why we've put together the new course.
1: Well, and the thing is too, is the the site is designed to match people so if you're a host on there you're expecting to get messages from people wanting to be on your show and you know like when people email me out of the blue it's kind of like uh, yeah I'll check you out but this seems kind of spammy but then you know when you're on pod and someone messaged you you're like oh that's just part of the system okay well I will at least check them out and you know um, yeah,
2: there's a reason for the initial communication
1: yeah exactly Tyler, if people have been listening and they're like, you know what? I really need to work with Tyler. How can they connect with you?
2: Well, the best thing they can do is go to the website and it's, you know, if they're watching this, it's at Sean If they're listening, Sean is spelled the proper Irish way. S E A N T Y L E R F O L E Y.com. If you go to uh, that there, that's got all my information. It's my main page and it links to all the rest of the stuff you'll see landing page above the fold. First thing you're going to see is an invitation to join my free Facebook group, which is called endless stages. Mm-hmm. And if they come through my website, Sean, we got a whole bunch of freebies for them. And I'm sure Kim, you'll put the links down to all of this in the show notes. So my uh, favor that I would ask of your audience for everybody who's listening to Kim and, and the author to authority podcast. And if you're getting value out of this, You're already on her platform. So before you hop over to mine, give her a five-star review. They're not there for decoration. You have to scroll past those stars to get to the show notes. So they're there. They're pretty. Click it. And then the little thing that says comments, that's not there for decoration either. That's so that you can actually communicate with Kim and let her know how much you're enjoying the show, what you liked about it, what some of your best takeaways are, why you keep coming back and listening to, you know, season after season now, not mm-hmm. just episode after episode. And so if you could, you know, let her know what content is really landing with you as a thank you for doing that for me. When you come to the website and you come to Sean and you click on the endless stages link, as a thank you my gift to you is a free pdf download of the power to speak naked so you can get it without having to pay the 17.95 us to get the book shipped to you or in bookstores it's available in all bookstores in 40 countries around the world so you can go anywhere there canada us the britain A lot of places in Asia, but we'll give it to you for free. I'll also give you access to my free training program, Drop the Mic, which is uh, seven videos, all under five minutes. So in over the course of a week, in under 35 minutes, you can get very actionable steps to be a better uh, speaker and really Mm -hmm. hone in on your story. And we're also going to invite you into the Endless Stages Facebook group, which is my private Facebook group where I go live every Tuesday at noon Pacific three Eastern time for Atlantic. And I invite everybody to to come uh, who's part of the group. And I do a live training for whatever happens to be the hot topic of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. So we are doing that uh, regularly every week. And those are all my gifts to your listeners, Kim, but no five-star review, no gifts for you. So make sure that you are letting <laughs> Kim know. Uh, what and why you are enjoying this show. And then it would be my joy and my pleasure to make those available to you if you come over to SeanTylerFoley.com.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Tyler. Well, we definitely have to go. So this has been Tyler Foley and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now.
0: You've, You've been, been listening, listening to the Author to Author Authority, Authority Podcast. The Extraordinary, Extraordinary Word Ninja, Ninja. Kim Thompson, Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.